the Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. Sir, I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. The crime of rape. So vile, so violent, so disturbing that it affects its victim survivors for sometimes generations. So horrific that most large police departments have a special victims unit to deal with the crime. So when someone uses even that word, rape, in a screen name for online chatting, that person elevates himself to a whole new level of predator. And that person is just as disturbing, vile, and dangerous, even if he doesn't commit the crime itself. Just talking about it, in my mind, makes this just a horrible human being. And that is why Michael Warricker, screen name and hold on, if you're in a room with sensitive ears, now's the time to get those folks away from your speaker. Michael Warker's screen name, get this, was Can I Rape You Anally? That's right. That's the name he used online as he, in this case, was chatting with someone who he thought was a 13-year-old girl. Now, he used this in a lot of other conversations. Who would talk to someone like that is beyond me. And we'll get into what he says about it in just a moment here. Michael Warricker surfaced in our Long Beach, California investigation back in 2006, along with three dozen other men who we caught 
in a three-day period. Warwicker stands out not only because of his disgusting screen name, the horrific chat, the potential for danger posed to a 13-year-old girl. He was also a menacing large human being. Six foot five, 265, when he was arrested after we caught him. And the chat takes the predators I've caught chats to a whole new level, as I mentioned. We'll get into that in a minute. There's no other conclusion that I could come to then and now after immersing myself in this case once again. Other than that, he would have carried out this fantasy, as he calls it, with a 13-year-old girl. Had we not been there and a 13-year-old girl really been there, there's no other conclusion. And when you hear what he brought with him, you'll understand why I say that. He was ready to go. He brought the things he needed to carry out this violent, criminal, sexual fantasy with a 13-year-old girl. The Long Beach investigation was interesting for a lot of reasons. I mean, they all are, but it sticks out because, one, in my mind, I think the sentences handed out by the judge in that area, one of the judges in that area, were lenient. And I think the outrage over that, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, led to the California legislature and even the the U.S. Senate and Congress to enact stricter laws when it comes to sentencing of predators. But it also sticks out because it was one of the investigations we conducted where word leaked out online and we found a specific reference in a chat room during the investigation that Dateline to catch a predator, Chris Hansen, are all in Long Beach carrying out a sting. Now that could normally spell doom for an undercover investigation like this, but it didn't. In spite of potential predators learning about this, sharing the information, and staying away, we had more than three dozen guys show up and three dozen guys arrested. Back to Warwicker. Now, I'm going to get into the chat in a minute, but here's a guy who makes no excuses for what he wants to do. And the chat is is unmistakable in its intent. And it's incredible, really, when you think about this. The decoy who conducted the chat for the online watchdog group, Perverted Justice, was actually a survivor of sexual trauma. So this was a very difficult task for this contributor to accomplish. And the contributor relied heavily on support from other members of Perverted Justice. And this contributor did an excellent job. And I can only imagine how difficult it was as a survivor to even have a conversation or or even know this type of a conversation is taking place. Worker doesn't pull any punches in his online chat. And it's almost like he wants to excuse his intent, his intended behavior, by coming out and just using this screen name, Can I Rape You Anally? The conversation begins late at night, 1124, September 2006. Hi, are you busy? The 
decoy posing as 13-year-old Kiera. Screen name Kiera Girl Rules says, not really, what's up? ASL, she says. I'm 29 male, South Cali. She says, 13 female. 13, he says. Yeah. You look way older, LOL. Can I ask you a fucked up question? So this is minutes into the conversation. Barely more than a minute into the conversation. And he says, can I ask you a fucked up question? I guess. Do you have a rape fetish and were you ever raped? Can you imagine asking that question to someone who said they were 13 years old? This is beyond belief. And we'll get to the sentencing down the road here in this episode, but he should have been sentenced to 10 years in prison just for that name, just for the screen name they should have sent him away. If I were the judge, and I'm getting all worked up now, but if I were the judge, I would have sent him away for as long as I could just for that screen name. It's outrageous to a 13-year-old girl. No to both, she says. Then he comes out and says, I like rape. And she doesn't pretend like she's going along with this. She says, creepy. Why you like to hurt people for? No, I'm not a rapist, LOL. Really? What do you call yourself when your screen name is, can I rape you anally? I just like it, he says. I'd never actually do it unless the chick wanted me to act it out or something. Oh, she says. So you're in Long Beach, he asks. Yeah, cool. You got any more pics? I got more in my MySpace. Remember, this is 2006. Well, I mean, the kind you can't put on MySpace, LOL. Nope, she says. Are you a virgin? Yeah, but I did some stuff, just not sex sex. What are you waiting for? I don't know, a nice guy, I guess. Now, oh yeah, here's a nice guy. Can I rape you anally? Ah, maybe we should hook up and I could fuck you in the ass. Who says this? Now, I'm going to guess, without fear of contradiction that this is not the first time he's had such a conversation. And maybe, maybe there are people out there who partake in this sort of fantasy. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm not a prude, but it's just beyond me. She says, ouch, I think that would hurt a lot. Yeah, but it's a good pain, you know. A good pain? Really, Michael? She says, I guess, would you really want to do that or are you playing? Up to you, he says. Where in Long Beach do you live? He's already wanting to set up a meeting. What you mean? I just live in Long Beach. I'm not giving you my Addy or nothing. I don't know you yet. I know, LOL, he says. But like, we're in Long Beach. Like what streets? I ain't telling you that. I don't even know you. After we chat more, I can tell you, but not now. You could be some freak. Yeah, could be. He says, um, K-L-O-L. Are you by Temple Street or Willow? Or is that still too much? Too much, she says. I'd like to see what your ass looks like, though. Could you take a pic of it, he says. No way, she says. I don't have a digicam, so if I took him, you wouldn't get to see him for like a week or something. Oh, so you'd let me fuck you in the ass? He's back at this. Now, he knows she's 13, that she's home alone, and he will tell me later during the confrontation that, oh, guys, do this. You know, this is just a fantasy. Well, that's bullshit. This was a guy who was willing to commit a crime. I don't know, sound like it will hurt, she says again. Oh, it will, he says. Then why do I want to do it, LOL? LOL, because sexual pleasure is good. But not if it hurts really bad. Well, it goes numb, too. Just sounds crappy to me. If it's no fun, I don't want to do it. Well, I'd fuck your pussy, too. 
Oh, what a great guy. I don't want to get pregnant, so you'd have to bring stuff. Of course, LOL. Are you just playing with me, she says. I'm serious if you are. Where in SoCal are you, she asks him. Long Beach, so they're in the same town. Cool. Yeah. That's why I was asking you what streets you live by. It might be right next to me. Yeah, she says. So are you serious, LOL? It would be cool to meet you. Yeah, but you know how I said I like rape. That's what I would want it to be like, he says. Like you'd beat me up and stuff? No, LOL, because I'm not down with that, she says. Not unless you wanted that. Just rough sex. I'd want you to resist and pretend you didn't want it and stuff. Okay, that's a disturbed human being. That's somebody who would have hurt a child had there really been a child there. And he says, cool? Yeah, as long as you're not really like hurting me really bad, she says. Because I don't want that. Nah, I don't like to hurt chicks. Do you have a nice body, he asks. Yeah, I guess. I'm not fat. Cool, LOL. How big are your tits? Again, 13 years old, guy. 13. 32B, she says. Sweet, big ass or small? Small, I guess. Anyone ever tell you that you have a nice ass? Yeah. I wish you had a pic of your body, LOL. Do you have pics, she asks. So you go out by yourself a lot? He questions. Yeah, I have a few pics, he says. Can I see? After I can call you, LOL. I need to know you a bit before I show you, you know. This is him saying he knows to know her before he shows her a pic of himself and then comes over and rapes her, a 13-year-old girl. He is clearly obsessed with the word rape and the act. Again, would you want me to come there and rape you? You mean like you said before? Yeah, rape equals rough sex. LOL. I just like the word rape, he says. Who likes the word rape? I mean, just the sound of it is vile and offensive. So come over there, he says. And she, you know, playing the role of the decoy, yeah, on like Friday or Saturday. Do you work, she asks. Not right now. Oh, okay, that's cool. So Michael was a computer technician. And as the story goes, or as he relates to me, ultimately, he comes into an inheritance, a family inheritance. So he takes a year off to do whatever he's going to do. And apparently that includes searching the internet chat rooms at the time for 13-year-old girls who might share his rape fantasy. And then he wants to memorialize this criminal activity, asking... Oh, when I do come over to rape you, what do you think if I brought a video cam? Would you ever show it to people, she asks? Hell no, LOL. Yeah, right. Good, because that would suck so much. I wouldn't want anyone seeing my naked ass, LOL, he says. Why, are you ugly or something? Why can't you show me one pic, she asks. No, LOL, because I'm naked. I need to trust you a bit better, hon. Then I'll show you a few pics. And this goes on for a while this conversation and it keeps coming back actually it never really leaves the subject of forced sexual contact violent sex again so what if I wanted to bend you over and just shove it in your ass and it hurt pretty bad you wouldn't do anything would you um yeah I would scream and try to hit you he 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 says do you live in an apartment or a house now he's he's already planning ahead you know what are the neighbors gonna hear 
Why not meet me tonight, LOL, he says. Can't go out tonight. School starts tomorrow. Again, another reference to the fact that this is a child. Then he wants to get into grooming her. I mean, obviously, he's grooming her psychologically and trying to get a 13-year-old girl to buy into this whole rape fantasy. And then he says, oh, do you shave your pussy at all? No, not really. Don't have a lot of hair down there. Barely any at all? Because I like it when a chick shaved bald. Okay. Could you do that for me before I come over? I guess if I won't cut myself. He says, he, he. You smoke weed or drink anything? I drink sometimes. Not a lot. Then he says, I'm thinking maybe I should get you drunk before I rape you. Won't hurt as bad, LOL. And then there's this discussion of what if he shaves her? And she asks, what if you cut me? And then he gets into this whole thing about, well, maybe I'll drink your blood. And that gives him the reputation of being somewhat of a vampire in the TCAP community. And it fits in with this whole violent profile he has. I would never hit you or beat you or anything like that, ever. But just my dick might hurt you really, really bad. Because if we're fucking good, I probably won't be able to stop if you tell me to. What do you think of that, he asks. I don't know, like it's not going to make me have to go to the ER, is it? No, nothing like that. Not unless he kills her. It might just burn a little bit. But if I hurt your ass too much, it actually goes numb and you can't feel it anymore. Jesus. Continues. And I'll bring my video cam. I think it will be cool to film you first time. You'll find out in just a minute that in fact he did bring that video camera. And some other things. Could I tie you down? Like using bed sheets. Then he wants to know if she has any pets. Yeah, I got two cats. Cool. Just wondering. Oh, why? No reason. Oh, I was thinking maybe you were allergic or something. Hee <laughs> hee, nah. Well, I'll be honest. The last chick I talked to said something about she had a dog and she would let it fuck her too. Who the hell is this guy talking to online? And then he starts to get a little bit worried. Are you a cop or working with any law enforcement? No, um, WTF. What was that about? Had to make sure. Okay, he's clear now. I just get paranoid. The second you saw my MySpace, five other people viewed my page. I don't know. People be looking at my page all the time. Wish those tracker things actually worked to let you know who looked at your page. So now he's worried that somebody's monitoring this conversation and has become aware of who he is and is checking out his page. Now, interestingly enough and shockingly, he actually had pics of rape on his profile page at the time. And to me, if all that comes in front of a judge, I mean, this guy's got to get thrown away. This guy has got to do some hard time. And this guy has to, even after that, be monitored very closely. Only half of which occurred in this case. And I'll explain that in a minute. More talk about rape. I think you get the point there. So after all this, and it goes on for pages and pages, days, he shows up. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. I'm going to play for you this moment when he arrives because it's triggered all kinds of things in my mind. And it brings me right back to that moment. He pulls up in his pickup truck. Frag is on the radio communicating between the house where the on-site decoys are and some of the online decoys, members of Perverted Justice and the Long Beach Police Department, great department, and my team and I. So here he comes. What do we have coming up right now? 
That's our avalanche. That's our 1230, Mike, 29 years old. Whoa, 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 hold it. Here he comes. He's coming. Head to position three. Okay, open up your open up the door. Hi, how you doing? Now, there's something else you need to know about this investigation. Warker was the very first guy to arrive in Long Beach. So as you can imagine, all the work goes into setting up the house. All the chats are being conducted. And now, Perverted Justice is sort of coordinating when these guys are going to show up. If they're going to show up, how they're going to show up, what they're driving. And all this information has to be incrementally obtained from this predator in a way that doesn't raise a lot of suspicion. And the decoy, the young woman who worked with us, Danny, was great. The outside decoy. And I've talked about her before, but she goes to the door and invites Orker in. Now, he's got a bag in his hand. He's wearing these long, baggy khaki shorts and a black, untucked shirt. Hair is dark, slick back. And I'm not going to let this go on for a, for a very long period of time because when somebody's got a screen name, Can I Rape You Anally, and he has clearly detailed his violent fetishes and his intention, I'm not going to let him get very close to this young woman who's volunteered and, and has been a part of this very important investigation of ours. So I swoop in pretty quickly. You can hear how this goes. We had a lot to talk about. <laughs> this is punk, right? Yeah. What are you doing here? Hanging out. Hanging out. Yes. And I knew that this was a setup because this was too convenient for this. What was too convenient? A chat room and just uh, talking about everything that uh, she did. He knew it was a setup? So visualize this. The onside decoy, Danny, asks him to sit down, which he does. He doesn't, like some other predators, swoop in and try to get a hug or initiate things right away. He is standing, but he sits down, and then I come in right away. And as you hear, I say, we've got a lot to talk about. And he says right away, and you can hear this, he knew it was a sting. And we had red punch out on this bar, which he immediately pours and starts drinking. This is typical when a predator is anxious and nervous and is trying to figure out exactly what's happening. Take a listen. How old was this so-called person we're talking to? She said she was 13, but... She said she was 13. And how old are you? I'm 29. And you thought it was okay to come over here and meet a 13-year-old girl at the age of 29? And hang out, yeah. That's all you're going to do was hang out? That's what I, I told her, yes. Yeah. Hang out? Well, he claims that's what he said in the chat, but we know, obviously, there was much more than that. And so I start to ask him specifics and confront him with things he said in the chat. What kind of a guy has a screen name, Can I Rape You Anally? Well, I guess responses. Do you think rape is funny? No. Then why would you do this? It's just something that I like to put myself into that role and talk about, you know? Well, how many times have you had a conversation like this and actually met somebody to Never. fulfill this rape fantasy? Never. Never. No. As you heard there, he apparently gets some responses to this screen name. But he's still maintaining that this is all just role-playing. Yet he acknowledges 
that the girl he was talking to was 13. I just thought it'd be cool, you know, to hang out because I had... Well, thought it'd be cool to come over here after having a chat that went somewhat like this. So if I wanted to bend you over and just shove it in your ass and it hurt pretty bad, you wouldn't do anything, would you? Yeah, I would scream and try to hit you. <laughs> well, you act like this is something to joke here. Well, sir, um, I... I mean, th- these are I your words, not mine. I'm not making this up, right? This is the stuff yes, you said. That's correct. To somebody who said she was a 13-year-old girl. Yes. When I confront him with some of these details, he, 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 and you can't see it here, you can hear it, but he actually chuckles. He thinks this is uh, something that everybody does. You know, he wants to talk to me guy to guy. In fact, he says that. Guy to guy, he says, we all have our fetishes. You know, people do like this stuff, he says. Jeez, I don't know who. He does tell me that he's run across some women who like to have rough sex. But he's never actually met anyone in a scenario like this. Again, I'll let you be the judge of the credibility there. He's got this bag in his hand. And I ask him to tell me what's in it. I already know, but I want him to say it and to show me. He's got a video cam. He's got a frightening movie, and I'll get to that in a minute. And lubricant, presumably for this rough sex he was planning with a 13-year-old girl. The movie he brought was called Silent Hill, which I've never seen, but I'm told that it's a scary film, horror movie. And his plan was, I guess, to cuddle up after violating this 13-year-old girl and scare her to death again by watching this film. And apparently to videotape it all later for his grotesque pleasure. And I ask him finally, during this confrontation, if he ever watches Dateline or To Catch a Predator. Is this any way for a 29-year-old man to behave? No. You ever watch Dateline NBC? Um, sometimes so. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on adults Mm -hmm. who try to pick up young boys and girls online for sex. Mm -hmm. If there's anything else you want to tell us about why you're here and what you've been doing, we'd like to hear it. If not, you're clearly free to walk out the door you came in. Worker acknowledges that he's in trouble. He's not quite sure what's going to happen when he leaves, but he turns and gets out of there walks right out the door. He's so big, by the way. Again, he's 6'5", 265, that he almost has to duck out of the door when he leaves. Now, obviously, the Long Beach police have been monitoring what's going on inside, so they, they know he's not been aggressive or violent. But when you got a guy that big, you really can't take a chance. Yet, the very professional officers, detectives working were able to arrest him without incident. And he gave up. He didn't give any resistance. They took him away. This is, to me, still shocking all these years later, 16 years later. He pleads no contest to all the charges associated, lewd and lascivious behavior with a child under 14, which is essentially trying to rape a child younger than 14. And other laws have been enacted since then to make the solicitation of a minor in virtually every state a crime in and of itself a felony. So the judge in this case allows him to be sentenced to time served. So he served 120 days pre-trial, pre-culmination of this case. And the judge says, okay, that's that's fine. You, got, you served your 120 days. And he then sentences him to five years probation and lifetime registration as a sex offender. And if he ever violates, 
he would have to go to prison for four years. Now, here's the question. What has Michael Warker been up to since then? I mean, does a guy just stop this sort of activity? Maybe. I mean, we know he's been monitored. We know he's moved from California to Idaho. He lives currently outside Boise, where he's a registered sex offender. He's been doing everything, apparently, that his registration mandates that he does. And so there's been no evidence that I've been able to find that he has reoffended. But Michael Warker clearly got away with something that should have sent him to prison. And I wonder, and I doubt that somebody like that just changes. I mean, maybe on his own he sought out therapy. Maybe he, he's better. I hope he is. I hope he's not a danger to children. And I'm glad he's a registered sex offender. I reached out to Michael Warker, the best phone number I could find, and no response. We are working on a number of possibilities for predators I've caught to come on this show and talk to us. And as vile as Michael Warker's chat was, and as vile as a human being I may think he is, I'd still have him on the show and let him explain himself, as I did when he was the first predator I caught in Long Beach, California. I'm so thankful that all of you are so devoted to this podcast that you've really made it a success. And I put in a lot of work. My team does, Steve Cohen and Joe Garner, Max, our sound engineer, to make it as good as we can. And we continue to evolve here. But one of the things I really, really, really enjoy are the questions that you guys send. And they come in from all over the world, really. And in fact, this week's question, and I do get to them all. I listen and read and and we'll do another full episode with just questions coming up because I want to get caught up. This week's question comes from Alistair in Scotland. Hi, Chris. This is Alistair from Scotland. I'm a big fan of your investigations and the podcast, but I saw a story the other day about a female predator and it got me thinking, why in all of your hundreds of stings has a woman never shown up? That strikes me as really weird, to be honest. I'd be interested to hear your take on that one and uh, all the best. Keep delivering the great content and take care. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, Alistair. It's a great question and one I've pondered for going on 18 years now. And we did have one case in Georgia, our investigation there, where a guy was talking about showing up with his girlfriend for a threesome with a child. But looking back, I think it was a ruse to gain the confidence of the young girl this particular predator was targeting. Experts, therapists, law enforcement people tell me that when you talk about female predators, you're more likely to see the scenario where you have a teacher and a student, that the female predator doesn't like the anonymity that you see online and in the scenarios of a male predator going after a child. Male predators get off on the anonymity. Female predators typically do not. Now, it's happened, and I write about it in the book, To Catch a Predator, and we have a case in there. So it does occur online. But it's just not as rampant as the male predators 
who, as I mentioned, apparently get off on the anonymity that the online chats afford. But we're going to keep doing these investigations. As I think I mentioned in the last episode, we did one in late December, right before Christmas. And we're finalizing where that's all going to be on TV very soon. And we'll talk about those predators here on the podcast. Thank you very much. If you want to find me, you can do so at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.